See, I was in such a hurry that uh, I didn't even have good theme music lined up for this thing. All right, so here we are. This is the first ever punk rock edition, the first ever episode of Mike Davidson Lives. I am Mike Davidson, and I'm doing quite well. My wife's with me in studio. How you doing? I'm really stressed out. Kids will do that. They will do that. But... I'm squeezing a hanger right now. I'm so stressed out, yeah. and it actually helps a lot. Yeah, uh, you were you were having an issue, as was I. It took, like, two of us to get two of them to go three houses down to see Grandma mm-hmm. this afternoon. So we, <laughs> and, and there was just no way in hell we were going to be able to uh, to do the podcast with them in the house because, A, they argue, B, they like to play and yell, and C, they like to argue. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and you've got that. I, I get, I'm getting flashbacks right oh now. Oh, my God, yeah. See, I, see if, if we had any sort of uh, budget that we could pay music artists right now, when she's ha- uh, when uh, Jenny's having her uh, flashbacks here, I would play The Doors the End. You know, kind of <laughs> like that uh, Apocalypse Now thing. Uh, but that, that, that's kind of a sticking point, too, uh, with, uh, with theme music, because, yeah, I'd like to get, you know, some theme music going, but copyright is such a bee. You can just hum a few bars and we'll record that. <laughs> Mike Davidson lives. That's and that's the theme song. Uh, but but back at the old place years ago, right? In the old country. In the old country, uh, I w- I was off for a week. We were off someplace, and Barry filled in and and did the open bar, right? And I, Kim and John, got into an argument, I guess, over the weekend. John the Mexican, and they kicked it off with a piece of music. That features a well-known catchphrase from a well-known announcer. I'm not going to say the catchphrase. I'm not going to say the announcer. Let's just say that this announcer is pretty well-known in a one-on-one competition type of thing. You know who I'm talking about. You know the catchphrase. And it went into this, uh, you know, dance music after he said it. Well, some hanger honor of this announcer heard it. And the company got fined tens of thousands of dollars just because that was played to kick off a segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and and keep th- some people are just such sticklers for copyright. So like, if you hear like a uh, a low rent podcast like this, but somebody decides to put like you know, "Rock You Like a Hurricane" or "I the Tiger" on as as like starting music, and no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, some some artists would be big pain in the butt and try to try to get their money. Good luck getting it from me. But you know, the, the thing is, is like I, I I'm still scouting out tunes. And uh, what's our promotional budget when it comes to contests? What? Yeah, do we have a promotional budget when it comes to contests? No. Okay, all right. You, you, funny enough, there's a lot of uh, places I worked at with no promotional budget. But I don't know. Like, if if any musician is so happening to listen to this podcast and you come up with a really catchy thing, maybe you know, you're a master on acoustic guitar, maybe guitar, I, I don't know. But but if if you would like... To throw your hat in the ring, so to speak, and come up with some theme music. There might be a case of beer in it for you, or a gift card to go get yourself some beer. You know. Well, free. do you remember that um, that police officer I was friends with? Uh, which one? Luke. Luke, yeah. He could do drums. Oh, that's right. He is a musician. Yeah. And uh, he's got a pretty cool place out in the country, and mm-hmm. like he had kind of like a, a jam session all before uh, the craziness happened. But uh, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, again, thanks for, to everybody that reached out because, you know, uh, li- this last half, pretty much all the summer has sucked for me with some notable exceptions like, you know, the birth of my son just before Memorial Day weekend. I guess that's a late spring thing. I say that's a spring. 
Yeah. Spring fling. And uh, my daughters have been doing very well in swim lessons, and I've got a very, very strong wife, very supportive wife here. And a very stressed out wife. It's a very stressed out wife that had to put up with a lot, but uh, uh, I'm not going to say too much right now, but uh, this has probably been about the best I've felt in about five or six weeks, in all seriousness, um, and, I'll, and I'll talk more about that down the line. Um, and of course, I'm sure a lot of people have questions as to why I'm doing a podcast and not doing what I did back at the old place. Can't really say right now. All, all I'm going to say about that is when the time is right, I'll explain it to you. Okay, kind of like that. Was it Cialis or Viagra? One, one of those. Uh, so, do we need a couple Coronas and see and uh, some hot tubs? Yeah, hot tubs. Bath you got tubs. a Heineken. I got a Heineken. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Is like I, I couldn't drink in uh, the old place. Now <laughs> the old I can't. country. Yeah, in the old country. Now I can sit here and drink. That's a terrible accent. That's fine, but yours is worse. Yeah, but the thing is, is like I have no idea what accent I was doing. I was just doing some <laughs> weird Eastern Bloc thing. Like, <laughs> and back in the old country. Now your dad's not going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I got wow. to send some emails about that. So, okay, uh, w- yeah. with the podcast, uh, and again, I don't want to get too long-winded about this intro, even though we're about like, five minutes in. Uh, new provider, fun. new provider, Podbean, which means unlimited uh, episodes, unlimited bandwidth, and it, it just means I can put more content out there if I had to. But it, it, it's, a, it's a great provider, and you can, get, of course, get this podcast on Podbean. Spotify, we're there, and of course Facebook. Uh, just look for Mike Davidson Lives. It's uh, Facebook.com. M Davidson Lives, and of course Mike Div- Davidson li- Lives to tweet. That's easy enough for me to say. Maybe I should cut back on the beer. Uh, Mike Davidson Lives to tweet <laughs> yeah. uh, at Davidson Did Lives. You just I just burped. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm in a good mood. I just cracked my first beer open of the day, and uh, you know, there's just uh, been a lot good going on. In fact. It's kind of weird considering why I'm in a good mood, uh, considering what's coming up in a few days. Like, I'm going to have a stranger put his oh, hands yeah. on my balls and uh, perform a procedure. I, I think they do call that the stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, at, at the more legal term, uh, vasectomy. Oh, yes. Coming up uh, Friday the 13th. Boy, that was a great day to pick that. Uh, but uh, happy birthday, Justin! Uh, why are you wish wishing Justin happy birthday? Because he has a vasectomy too. Okay, <laughs> is that his birthday, August thirteenth? Yes. Oh wow. Okay, you get to tell him all about me whimpering like a baby here. But uh, <laughs> basically, for anybody that uh, is unfamiliar with the procedure, vasectomy, <laughs> they're just going to go in, tie some things, snip some things, and take the seed out of the supply line. It's not necessarily they're removing my balls. That's my job. No. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> They're just going to take care of the supply line. My wife's going to make sure my balls are safe and secure in a glass jar someplace. So that's good. Um, but it, it was interesting because I, I think this is kind of like a man versus woman thing. In that women are more prone to read the directions than a guy is. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because... Um, I'm also taking some medication for my knees because I, uh, uh, I had a real bad flare-up with my right knee a couple of weeks ago. So they prescribed me basically... Uh, and we're recording, Naproxen. Yeah, Naproxen. 
By the way, we are recording during a thunderstorm. We're by a window, so... We're going to gain superpowers if we get struck by lightning. I know. We'll have these headsets fused to our ears for the rest of our lives. Oh, my God. Some some might it's say that it was fused with me. So calming. <laughs> uh, but they, they prescribed me this medication, and you uh, actually read the directions and said, okay, a week prior to the procedure, mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to... Have any painkiller and anything that no, fuses blood. Blood thinner, yeah. Right. Not painkiller. So get doped up as much as you want, just don't thin your blood. Okay. So like Tylenol <laughs> is in, but that stuff's out. Now, uh, the night before the procedure, and, and this is a, a, a clinical term here. Shave the entire scrotal area. Why can't they just say scrotum? Scrotal area. It just sounds Maybe too clinical. Maybe they're like Charles Dickens and get paid by the word. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is not necessarily to shave the thighs. After shaving, wash the area thoroughly with any antibacterial soap such as Dial or Safeguard. So they want me pretty much to uh, shore up my uh, my junk. Make sure everything is... Get not- your bikini's on. B- <laughs> I can't talk. Does, does that mean like... Have you been sipping my beer? What? No? Okay. Uh, no, I'm just stressed out. But, uh, okay... Going back to me shaving my balls and stuff. <laughs> you did that once for me. I did. Uh, that's a little too much. <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, okay. Do they want me to get? Do they want me to shave everything down there? No, just your scrotal area. So if I so if uh, above my boys in uh, Johnson, I give myself a little mohawk, they won't think anything differently of me. Just shave it. Okay, fine. Just shave it. It always um, looks bigger. Uh, on the day of your procedure, be sure to eat a light meal. You don't need a fast for this procedure, and it's best to have something in your stomach. Yeah, probably uh, b- before, not after, you know, because depending on how much blood's involved, uh, yeah. You're probably going to pass out. And- uh, that, yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, like, I'm surprised I didn't pa- pass out when I had my wisdom teeth removed. Oh, that was bad. But thankfully, the pain was enough to keep me up and swearing. Um, <laughs> you jumped out of that chair. Oh God! Okay. Said, what the f? Well, okay. Like you and I have both had our wisdom teeth pulled, mm-hmm. and and this is what kind of weirds me out because like, not necessarily okay. I'm getting the vasectomy, uh, but a is there going to be any pain with it afterward? And, and and I'll get to the comments here in just a few moments. But and b, uh, is there going to be like uh? any any wooziness afterward because when you had your wisdom teeth pulled they put you under mm-hmm. and I, I remember driving you home and, and, and t- giving instructions to your dad and you, you you're okay whereas with me i have this thing where i don't want to be put under it, it's like because of all the weird things that weird me out like you know you read these procedures well you know he was going in for a nose job they put him under and he died and those instances are I'm rare. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. But, like, like I want to be kind of awake for things, so, you know, they numb you up and everything, right? They're not going to put me under for the uh, the vasectomy. Mm-mm. But, like, when I went in to get my wisdom teeth pulled, they go, okay, do you want me to put under, or do you want anesthetic? I was like, okay, just numb me up, you know? Because I on the one back wisdom tooth, there was a cavity in between that and another tooth, right? And once that was gone, I would not have as much pain <laughs> eating. So they removed the one wisdom tooth with no problem, and I heard. Stop. Yeah, it was. Stop. It was we a don't little. Need t- sound effects, please. It was a little much for me. Uh uh-uh. uh But it came out with no problem. Other than that, they didn't numb the one with the cavity in it. So when they put in a delightful tool known as the spacer, 
Mm-mm. Oh my god! And of course, like I'm numbed up, and there's things in my mouth, and I'm swear I'm going. I'm not a bummer. <laughs> oh, that's the way. You know, and, uh-huh. and that was and that was what happened. And of course, uh, they had to numb me up and give it another try in 20 minutes. The reason why it didn't work is mm. anesthetic. Yeah. Doesn't really work on anything that's acidic, and that's what a cavity is. It's just acid eating away at your tooth. I asked um, our hygienist this, and she said oh, that's why. Okay. Because it's acidic, and it's not gonna take anesthetic very well. Well, you know, and, and uh, also, so yeah, that's probably why they had to give me a second dose, which worked out next time, and I won't give you the se- But I don't want anything like that with my vasectomy, you know. Not that they're going to remove my balls, per se, because, again, that's your job. That's right. But, like, I don't want to be, like, swearing like, you know, I was in that chair. So there's oh, that. God. <laughs> no. Now, uh, prior to leaving for your appointment, wash the area again with the same, uh, again, with the same antibacterial soap for five minutes. Bring a clean athletic support with you to the appointment. Basically, jock strap. Now, do they? When I leave, they want me to wear pants, right? They don't want me just walk out with a t-shirt and a jock strap on, right? <laughs> no, they don't. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that would be a picture, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Were you just in your underwear trying to get the kids across the street? Or did I'm, I imagine that? I don't remember. I, I, I wasn't wearing a jock strap. Do you need my stress hanger? Because it works really well. I've got beer. That's my, my stress uh, hanger. Now, as I've talked about with a vasectomy, I mean, I don't know if my dad's ever had one. I never really asked because I don't want to know about my dad's balls. This is when I'm leaving. Right, Goodbye. right. I mean, I've, we've already devoted enough time to my balls here, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> with the procedure, and I've got some comments that I have on the on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. I'll get to those in a moment. But, I mean, it's a simple in-office procedure, a backup form of uh, birth control. Now, here's what I found interesting here. Uh, the risk of pregnancy after everything is settled, like, you know, months after the checkup and all that, is like 0.15%. It's that effective. Uh, according to this website, I got this. I think this is Samaritan Health Services. The pill itself that women take only seven percent effect. I mean, ninety three percent effective. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you, there's a seven percent chance that even with the pill, you can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. A condom. I was always always taught uh, taught that a condom. And I'm wondering if this is just the average of all condoms. Like we're talking like you know from Trojan, which is well known to. The cheap one you get at a gas station and a truck stop, right? Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're taking that in the variable. A condom, according to this study, only 85% effective. So there's, if if that was true across the board, and I never, ever went cheap with condoms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did buy in bulk Trojan. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. Uh, 15% chance of pregnancy, man. That's still pretty That high. does not make me feel good right now. No. But, you know, all the fun times we had. Yeah, that was once still, a year. Yeah. What's, <laughs> talking about married life, man. Yeah, pretty uh, And it, this reminds me of a, of, of a quote that uh, Rob Haywood told me, uh, a, a friend of mine. But, you know, he's got one kid, right? And he, again, there's the thunder. He's got one kid. And he told me that there is no effective cock blocker more so than a child, because if you and the missus are getting intimate, you're like, hey, yeah, it's Saturday night, I had a couple of beers, and, uh, you oh, know. Oh, no, you're on your first one, yeah. and it's 
Well, it's Saturday. It is Saturday. But like, you know, you you know, you're trying to get intimate and then you hear Dad, I think there's a monster in the bed. They don't even knock. No. That's What's why you wrong guys, with you? Yeah, you gotta I'm I'm giving my kids too much credit. First of all, you gotta make sure the door's locked. Secondly, you gotta make sure the kids are across the street at grandma's. And thirdly, tell them a lie like you're napping. That's how that works. Okay. <laughs> So, when my parents had their room locked, yeah. they never said, oh, we're napping. I'm just like, just leave them alone. That yeah. they don't want to be bothered, and I haven't did an idea. But uh, mm. we're not going to explore this. I'm just going to go for a walk now. Yeah, I'm going to okay. go walk for three hours. Yeah, pretty much. E- even if this endeavor is five minutes, I don't want to I don't want to be anywhere near the aura of my parents getting intimate. Mm-mm. All right. Now, here's the same website here, Samaritan Health Services. All right. The vasectomy is permanent, but you can get the reversal surgery. That's possible. So it's not necessarily permanent. It's just, it's not, it's not something you can undo yourself, right? But you, but you have to commit to the vasectomy. And it's like, yes or no, unless you're like somebody who's rich who's like, you know what? I don't want to give kids another go because a reversal surgery on a vasectomy, get this, anywhere, anywhere from five to $100,000. How extensive of a vasectomy is it where the reversal surgery is six figures? Maybe they have to put your balls back on. Yeah, maybe the vasectomy they're talking about is, well, I got a vasectomy, and what I meant by that, I was in a horrible helicopter accident and propeller landed somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. That's why I have a podcast. I pretend to be an expert. That's, that's what everybody does, right? I'm getting this death stare. I'm still right. thinking about the condom, like, yeah. chance of pregnancy. I'm like, wait a second. We've been playing with fire all that time. As fun as it was, mm-hmm. um, it was, um, <laughs> that's what was going on. Wow, yeah. All right, so uh, to, to wrap this up, I want to get to some of these. Um, wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wait, you know. it's not effective. <laughs> it's 17 out of 20 effective. All right, so I'm going to do it 17 times. All right. So uh, I I asked for advice on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And boy, do they deliver. Uh, They delivered and gave stories, you know, and and opinions and stories make things, I think. Like getting other perspectives. Wouldn't you agree? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm still, like, shocked about the condom. (laughs) I know. I I read that the other night. I was like, you got to be kidding me because, you know, Trojan was... Trojan's been lying to me. Unless, of course, again... Maybe they put it on their thumbs instead of their penis. That, that could be... I don't know anybody that's ever gotten... <laughs> or their a, nose. I don't know anybody that's ever gotten pregnant from a thumb. But then again, there, there are a lot of videos I haven't watched on YouTube. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, uh, Matt Davis wrote one. Uh, he said, I got one February and was sore for like three days. Just wear tight underwear or jock strap. There it is. To hold everything in place and ice the hell out of it. Sarah, uh, she was talking about her boyfriend. This is a very interesting story because I get why they did this because a lot of money is involved here, okay? When my boyfriend scheduled his, he forgot we were going to see Metallica in Chicago the next day. I hope to God they weren't in the mosh pit. They may, they may have been because check this out. We weren't about to give up $1,000 worth of Metallica tickets, so we went. He was doped up and sore, but he made it through. Take some time to sit on the couch with peace. Don't stay there. Walk around. Be active. Uh, it helps. So I've heard. Of course, Sarah has heard this, and you know that's you know 
She, she's read blogs, and she paid attention. Her boyfriend experienced this, and he survived a friggin' Metallica concert. Now, will I survive the toddlers? No. Yeah, because no. they like to climb and wall. I think I'd be safer at a Metallica concert than with my kids. Yeah. All right. Um, see, Mike says, super uh, seriously, super easy. Just do what Doc says. Take it easy for a few days. Basically feels like blue balls for three days. <laughs> little sort of touch like uh, in the shower, but I got a lollipop. You got candy Aww. for a vasectomy? Now, now that's good bedside manner. I, yeah. yeah. I, if, if, the, if they want to give me some Reese cups, I won't say no. Mm. Uh, Richard says, I don't know if this is a good advice because it, it, it's scheduled. It's scheduled for Friday the 13th. It's scheduled here in August. He goes, I, and I can't wait any longer. We, we need to do it without rubbers, okay? Um, <laughs> get it done the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because you get doctor's orders to sit in a recliner and have everything brought to you for four days. It really depends on the household you have. Because, again, I just told you about my... What palace does he live in? Does he live... Is it just him, his wife, and seven cats? I don't know. And, Richard, I'm not trying to make fun out of here. I'm Let just... us know what your family dynamics are, though. Please. Yeah. Because... I want to know. Again, I've got three toddlers in this house. I mean, you got four, two and a half, and a three-month-old. And they don't take it easy. Uh, my mother-in-law is across the street. My parents, my brother... You know, who knows, my sisters, your sister might come over. I mean, there will be people in the house, and I like to cook. So I have to get this done now. And again, I can't wait. It just seems like, okay, the March Madness thing, like you get the vasectomy just before the tournament starts, you're at home all day watching basketball games. That makes sense to me. <laughs> you know, because you're just lounging around enjoying sports, whereas it's a circus in some people's homes during the holidays. Mm pandemic or no it just it just is right mm -hmm. uh let's see jeremy quick easy if you uh, sore for a few days stayed iced down good to go after a week worst part was the two month waiting to unloading without worry so i i guess i can't toss the condoms just yet i'm probably gonna have to wait like two weeks though before testing out everything but it's again two months before yes oh you're gonna bring up the 85 percent effective thing no <laughs> I'm not actually. I think they said it takes up to eight months for you to be completely sterile. Oh, wow. So what you're going to have to do, and I read this in a little pamphlet that they gave you, which you didn't mm, read. Right. But um, <laughs> I didn't even read the instructions about my balls. Exactly. I right. know more about your body than you do. Mm. But um, no, they said that you have to come into the office and give a sample. And uh, you can't do it at home, I don't think. No. Well, no. So you, you want to play boy? <laughs> Can I get you some reading material? Right. Uh, let's see. Um, let them boys hang afterwards. Believe me, I know. That's from uh, Brian Cody. One thing I never see people mention, you'll be told to drain yourself ew, for a few ew, days ew. after the surgery. The f That first drain may have a little more blood than you expect. Okay. That, that was the other thing, too, like going back to the wisdom tooth thing, was like I fell asleep for a few hours afterward. I got up to use the bathroom, and I, you know, and I felt something in my mouth, and I kind of just spat, and it was just blood red, and I got lightheaded. You've so, been through three births. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and that's the other thing too is like that didn't bother me, you know, the birth of my children, but seeing a little bit of blood come out of my mouth, I, it, like I said, I get weirded out by the strangest things. Yes, you do. Uh, let's see, Ryan, jockstrap, keep it high and tight, uh, get checked after from Brian, and, uh, Jared, old roommate, he chimed in, 
uh, be prepared for your berries to be purple, like actually purple for a few days. And again, that's kind of the that me getting lightheaded, you know, just just looking down and seeing discoloration. I'll hear a thud in the next room. Mike, are you okay? I, I'm I'm fine. I just look down and uh, yeah, doesn't look right. And it'll be in the bathroom yep. with the hard hard tile, and I'll bruise my head. And it'll like, oh yeah, Aflac. More blood and more stitches and <laughs> yeah. So th- so that's that's what's going on. Uh, I've I've spent about 20 minutes talking about my testicles, and I appreciate everybody's uh, thoughts and concerns. Of course, if you want to chime in more, Mike Davidson on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, now uh, moving on to other health concerns because. Have you heard about this uh, this disease uh, called coronavirus? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's been around for a year and a half now. Everybody's talking about it, and everybody's tired of talking about it or hearing about it. I, that's, it, and it really doesn't matter what your stance is on it. It's just it, it wears on you, all right? And, of mm-hmm. course, you got the Delta variant now, and, you know, so everybody's got opinions about that. It's it's really kind of hard to navigate this world right now. Um uh, we got more rain coming down, by the way. Hey. Hey, and you're probably listening to this somewhere sunny. Okay, so uh, the first story I have involves the offspring and uh, their drummer. And he is out of the band, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, his name's Pete Parada. He's leaving the band. Uh, he says he's already had coronavirus, right? And he's got antibodies, and he's got some weird condition, according to his doctor and according to him. Uh, where he can't take the vaccine because the effects would be really bad. Like, like he they said it would almost be too sick to withstand it. So uh, he's not going to be able to travel because whatever. And he says he's kicked out of the band. They don't even want him in the studio. But there's kind of like this weird back and forth hmm. because they're like, well, because the offspring want a tour, but they're dead set about everybody being vaccinated, right? And they're saying, well, but, you know, after the tour, the door's still open for him to uh, to drum. But I, it, it's one of those things where it's kind of like he said, they said. You get two different sides, and you have to factor in that these are all musicians. They're all artistic and therefore very dramatic. <laughs> you know, and, and um, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know, like, there has to be a workaround for this. I mean, because it sounds like he kind of wants to tour. If, if, if everything he says is true. Uh, I mean, wouldn't he be able to still wear the mask while at the venue? That's six... the idea. Yeah. I, I, that's what I'm not getting here. Um, and I'm wondering if there's something more to it. I don't know. They just said that the the offspring themselves said that they didn't kick him out of the band, but he can't tour because he's not vaccinated. So, I, I don't know. It, it seems a little dramatic is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another story... Um, we, we gripe about things here stateside, about stores having these mandates, some locales having these mandates. I guess it's really bad in Australia because they've got a, a stay-at-home lockdown ordinance. And I think I think this is in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. They have this, and it's uh, it might expire this week, and who knows? Politicians like to extend things, right? They, they just love the, the, the power. Um, but... You can only go outside if you're wearing a mask. Only, yeah. Otherwise, you get into deep doo-doo. Now, I got linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, this story about this couple. And again, you don't know everything because you're getting part of the video. You're getting part of the story. But this couple walking 
amongst themselves, by themselves. The lady, I believe, is wearing a mask. The gentleman is not. Cops are asking him where's his mask, and he says he's got health issues, that he can't wear the mask. It's hard for him to breathe. This is his story. So they handcuff him. They're arresting him for not wearing a mask outside, away from people. And apparently he has a heart attack during this video. Of course, then it gets all like Blair Witch shaky cam with this woman videotaping it. Uh, apparently the husband, the, the gentleman is okay. Okay. And he, I don't know if he actually had a heart attack or no. He could have been being a little dramatic himself. Right? The thing is, though, is not whether or not he had the heart attack or not with me. He was friggin' outside with his wife and he's getting handcuffed for not wearing a mask this wasn't like okay i'm going into mcdonald's sir we can't take your order uh, please put a mask on and that doesn't go over well no that's that's a karen moment i mean you know whenever somebody throws uh, doesn't matter if it's mask anti-mask whatever or it doesn't even have to involve coronavirus you know anytime somebody throws a fit and loses their ever loving s that's bad, but if this if this couple was genuinely walking by themselves away from people, who the hell cares if he's wearing a mask or not? Apparently, the police. Apparently, I mean that's that's just weird. It's it, it, to me that's overstep, big time. Yeah, and it's you know it's kind of like getting a ticket. It just really depends on who the officer is, unless it's a you know a gross violation of the law. Okay. As far as like speeding and everything, it's more like, hey, I'll let you off with a warning or Okay. That, here's the ticket. There's something to that actually because yeah. uh, because like uh kind of an unwritten rule here in Indiana. Unwritten because mm-hmm. again, it varies from cop to cop, but I think a lot of times cops don't want to be bothered here in Indiana with speeding tickets. Like they'll pull you over if you're going way over, but it, it always seems like kind of the 10 over rule. Like, oh, if, yeah. you know, like if you're doing a 16 to 55, the cops going to be like, I don't care for the most part. Right. But if you're going like, I don't know, 72 and a 35 near a school, cops going to be like, yeah, I got to pull you over, man. You're, you're, you're com- reckless driving. Yeah, it's reckless driving. You're a complete moron. I've heard stories uh, from our neighbors next door in Ohio and, and my dad living in Ohio about the Ohio Highway Patrol being sticklers mm-hmm. when it comes to speed limits. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, going back in the day, like, my dad <laughs> my dad had a CB radio in his car, so he would overhear, like, truck drivers. And um, he would talk about how some guy got pulled over doing 67 and a 65. And I, I'm not sh- And, again, I don't do a whole hell of a lot of driving in Ohio, you know, because I'm over here in Allen County. But, I mean... I'm sure I'm sure people have got some stories about that. I have one. Oh, you do? Yeah. It wasn't in Ohio. It was in uh, Peru. Peru, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's this one street that has uh, hills and and whatnot. So you can go like up a hill and down a hill, right? So you know how when you go up a hill, yeah. you have to put on the gas a little bit more? Yeah, a little more power. Yeah. And then when you go downhill, you can just coast. And, you know, it may get a little faster, mm-hmm. not by much. But um, I was approaching a stop sign, and I was decelerating over a hill. Cop pulls me over. I'm like, well, what's the the problem, officer? He's like, you're speeding. I'm like, I was going down a hill? 
in deaccelerating. He's like, doesn't matter. We get a lot of calls here about people speeding. I think I was going like maybe two or three over. Oh my god! I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're deaccelerating against gravity too. Exactly. You I'm know. just like, this is stupid. Go bust yeah. a meth lab. <laughs> in Peru, where in would Peru. they find one of those? Right, oh, one on every corner. Boy, man. But I mean, and again, I'm not doing this like this anti-cop thing. But it's just, you, sure. like you said, it's it's just the the, the um, temperament of the cop. I've had something like that before, where oh, like. Yeah. Uh, in Carmel, mm-hmm. just north of Indy, kind of kind of a to do place, right? I remember one night, you know, driving back from Co- uh, driving from Kokomo to visit my parents. It was late at night, and apparently I had a tail light out or something. Mm-hmm. And the officer pulled me over. He approaches the car, and you know, I rolled down the window, and I'm trying to be polite, and I go, "Is there anything wrong, officer?" And he goes, "That's why I pulled you over." And, like, he let me off with a warning, but I really didn't talk to him much after that because I was just like, okay, he's having kind of a rough night here. I don't know what's going on. I wasn't trying to be a smartass or anything. I was just, you know, being friendly. And if he if he ticketed me, I mean, okay, I'll pay, you know. But uh, he let me off and just said, just get that taillight fixed. <sighs> yeah. And, but. Yeah, and my uncle was a sheriff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, I'm not like anti-police no, or anything no. like that. Just don't be a dick. No, but... that, that's tr- that's true of any profession. If if you're <laughs> in a prof- don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick <laughs> if you're a cop, a firefighter, a surgeon that might be doing something for me coming up Friday. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know if this is kind of like going back to this whole thing in Brisbane. I don't know if it's just like okay, all the cops have to do this, or if these cops are just like, well, it's boring today. Let's let's go give this old couple trouble. Who knows? <sighs> Who knows? You may have someone who just feels like they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can read more about that on uh, on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, speaking of social media, uh, it's the devil. Oh, it's the devil. <laughs> uh, you know, we, I've got I've got Facebook, obviously. I've got Twitter. Um, don't have TikTok. Eh. And yeah, and and there's a reason why for that because it just seems like to have a TikTok account. 85% of the people using one have had a lobotomy. Like, there's, there's like, this intention whore thing to it, right? Oh, yeah, I Okay. Know. And there's a lot of these challenges that go around because apparently television is that bad that people have to, uh, you know, go themselves into doing things. And uh, one, one of the uh, challenges going around is the, uh, what is it, the frozen honey challenge. And this, too, is linked up on the, the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Basically, uh, what people are doing is they're pouring honey into these water bottles, freezing it, and then eating it in its entirety. And honey's great, right? Yeah, I just bought a new bottle yesterday. Yeah, you better not touch it. You put it on toast. You put it on cereal. It's 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 awesome. But I put it on a spoon. Put it on I a spoon. eat it. Okay, it's, yeah, it's a spoon, but you don't eat a whole friggin' bottle of water of honey right no no because i'll tell you why you why are you smiling like that i thought about you thought about starting a tiktok account no i thought about eating a whole bunch of honey oh my god okay so but but apparently there's some ill effect from this no you're kidding yeah yeah, if you go on the, uh, the the frozen honey tiktok challenge and you complete this mission successfully the next few hours on the toilet are going to be brutal it gives you the Rhea. <laughs> I mean, God. 
serves them right. Oh my! Stupid idiots. This this almost this almost makes me miss the TikTok or the uh, the the Tide Pod challenge on TikTok. I was thinking about the cinnamon challenge. What was the cinnamon challenge again? It was um. <laughs> Eat like a, a spoonful of cinnamon and see how long you can keep it in your mouth before spitting it out. Oh my god, man! Are you up for the challenge? No. No. I mean, if I'm going to say this. Anything that involves food and ends in challenge is probably going to be bad for you because it's a challenge. It's, you know, oh, man, you're going to be a daredevil doing this crap, right? I did a challenge once. Mm-hmm. You know about it. Like at this, least once. At one, Yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of a glutton, but, like, I, I like eating on my own terms. I don't need to impress anybody with my eating prowess, right? I had lunch with you. You are not impressive. You just disgusting. Make, you make me feel rushed. I'm like, will you slow down eating? I feel like I have to match you. I'm just like, you don't have to match me. But that's also that's also been a complaint with my dad. It's like my dad will eat very slow, whereas I'm like, you know, the human vacuum cleaner, and it's just done. It's no, done. No, Logan, don't oh, make that to your dad. But uh, but the the Howard County Fair years back, years back. Uh, uh, I had a friend, Blake, who worked at the station, and then he went off to do something with the internet, uh, like the, uh, the allkokomo.com, where he was trying to get like these viral videos of people, local celebrities, eating stuff, like spicy burritos and all this stuff, try to do it now. And he goes, okay, man, hey, I, I want you to come to the fair out in public and eat a two-pound steak in an hour. I'm like, oh, I, okay, I can do that. So I, I was starving myself the entire day, thinking all I have to do is eat this two-pound steak in an hour. I can do this. No problem. I get there. Not only do I have to eat the two-pound steak, hmm. but there is there is a baked potato about the length of a football with butter and all that stuff and a salad. He left out that minor detail, didn't he? Yeah, he left out the minor detail that I had to eat the sides. I ate everything under, what, 37 minutes? He said I didn't have to eat the skin, but I probably would have. And I felt great, man. I, I conquered it, right? An hour later, I'm laying in my apartment with the meat sweats, and it feels like my nostrils are stuffed with sirloin. <laughs> you know, and, and you ate uh, the piper. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. It was terrible, man. It was like having a hangover without the drinking. Um, but but it goes back to my point. Anything with food and challenge in the title is stupid, and it's dumb. Uh, if you really want to impress somebody, you know, learn a language, learn an instrument, uh, practice something. Don't be a moron. But again, we have so many people vying for attention, you know? Our three kids. It's almost like that, man. It's like, you know, you're a perpetual toddler on, on social media when you're like, hey, look what I can do. And you, you stuff your mouth full of Tide Pods and cinnamon and... No, no, you just gave him a new idea. Oh, God, yeah. And, and another, I think we're going to wrap it up with here. Uh, because social media and food are a bad combination, right? I, not only do I not have a TikTok, I don't have an Instagram. And I keep going back and forth on it. But as you mentioned earlier, no one wants to see me eat. But I tell you what, what one of the things I miss from five years ago, you remember when everybody would bitch about... We stopped posting pictures of the meal you're about to eat. Given some of the political rants I've seen online, I kind of miss those pictures, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's all moved to Instagram. Mm -hmm. Social media influencing and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and that's and that's kind of why I don't want to get to Instagram because you have these social media types that like to show off all these fancy foods that you probably can't afford. And yes, ma'am. I wonder if they have a filter that turns a vegetarian meal into an omnivorous meal. Like you can just like put a steak in there. Somewhere. Oh my God! Oh, nice right. little little yeah. filter. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could probably do that with Photoshop, but I mean, if you could find a simpler way for anybody to do mm-hmm. it, because Photoshop's hella expensive. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the, the, this this new study from a, a thing called One Poll, two thousand participants, forty four percent of the respondents post pictures of food to their feeds frequently, with fifty nine percent of people confirming that they have stopped a friend from eating a meal. Or have been stopped by a friend so that a great photo of the dish can be captured before the first bite. You're not stopping me from eating anything. Just not happening. Now, if I think it looks kind of cool, I'm like, okay, I'll be one of those attention whores for a moment. I might snap a picture and put it on Facebook, but that's rare. Mm -hmm. I'm a hungry bastard. I have to eat. (laughs) No one else needs to know that. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But here's what's going to piss you off here. Oh, God. Here, let me scroll down here to uh, this little part. Okay. Uh, Because there's a lot of percentages and stuff. Yay. But uh, more baffling, the fact that around 40, and this you can find the story on thetakeout.com, by the way, 40% of people order food specifically in order to post it on social media, photograph it, and not eat it. They order this. Some instances of this might be explained away by understandable factors like gigantic sizes, some Instagram-friendly delicacies, but basically they order the food and they don't do not eat it, which is a big waste to me. If you could see my face right now, yeah. you can see how disappointed I am and uh-huh. how stupid of an idea that is because people do starve. Even yeah. here in Allen County, people are starving. Right. Right? Yeah. And it's just a waste of money, too. Yeah, think of the money you could use it on in, in terms of, you know, if you want to be charitable, charity. Or if you want yeah. to be selfish, something that you're actually going to eat or use. But of the 40% that order food and don't eat it, 19% of them intentionally do this. They indicate they never wanted to eat this stuff in the first place. And again, this just goes back to this whole attention whore thing. Mm-hmm. If, if I want to post a picture of a meal, those rare instances, you know... That in five minutes after that photo is snapped, I'm already processing it to become poop. Right. It, and going back to, you know, people are starving, you could potentially redeem yourself and be like, hey, can I get this in a to-go box? And you find someone, you're like, here. Right. Be like, that's how you can redeem yourself. Right. You're throwing away food. And, and, and think about how pissed you would be if you are the chef or the barista or the bartender or whoever working on this meal, this beverage, whatever it is, you put your ass and elbows into it without putting your ass and elbows into it because uh, the food inspector frowns upon that. But you work your butt off to bring them this food item that they're only going to click toss. Yeah, I'd be mad. Yeah, and, and, that's, <laughs> and that's kind of been my rant about social media. Is like, I love the internet and I hate the internet because the internet can link you up to so many great ideas, so many funny things... But then you see somebody stuffing their mouth with Tide Pod cinnamon and throwing away a big thing of cake. Is this the same person? It could be the same oh, person. No. <laughs> I think awful. it's everybody on social media. But I mean that's 
That was just something I saw. And no I, one we know, right? No one that we know. No, no. <laughs> you're, you're saying that like you know someone and you're not telling me. <sighs> well, I mean, but this is the, that's the beauty of having a first episode. It's like you can leave people with cliffhangers and assumptions and they're, they're probably going to be like, well, what the hell are they going to talk about next week? Are they going to have theme music next week? Nah, probably no. not. I'm too cheap. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a case of beer in it for somebody. I don't know. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll explore that more. Uh, also, another thing I want to explore as uh, we wrap up here, uh, Josh, a, 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 radio, a former radio colleague of mine, he, uh, he floated the idea of, of a uh, voicemail box. Mm. So that might be a, a way to interact further with people listening to the the podcast if they had any questions if i can get that set up maybe that's something we have for next episode doesn't cost money i hope not <laughs> i hope not it's google so it shouldn't <laughs> it just costs your soul and google that's buzz. <laughs> google buzz everybody's got one of those accounts well, ah. I, yeah i don't have a i don't have a tiktok i don't have an instagram i don't have a google buzz i'm missing out on everything are you turning into your dad oh god no I'll send you 50 emails. Uh, okay, so... Uh, no. Um, so... <laughs> here's, uh, again, Facebook. Uh, Mike Davidson Lives. That's facebook.com backslash Lives, And uh, Mike Davidson Lives to tweet on Twitter. You can find that at Davidson Lives. Again, Podbean, the new, uh, the new provider of the Mike Davidson Lives podcast. You can find me on Spotify and hopefully a few other uh, platforms uh, along the way. Anything else to add, my dear? I like the word pod bean. Pod bean. Bean in it, like yeah. coffee bean, and that makes me happy. It, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I have it, to add. And it sounds delightfully cute after talking about throwing away food and balls for the last 45 minutes. Throwing away your balls. Throwing away your balls. All right. Well, for my wife, Jenny, and of course me, thank you for listening. And until next week, have a great week. And I'll talk more about my balls and some other things next time. No, please don't. <laughs>